So first time I was on a roll, felt really good about it. Looked over, saw the levels on the podcast, and there was nothing. The microphone got unplugged somehow. And I was like five minutes into it. Not a whole lot, right? In the grand scheme of things. Second time, great. Uh, plugged it in, checked everything over, got the levels. Everything was grand. And I sort of faced it in another direction because I got into a flow of what I was saying. Didn't realize that Pro Tools had encountered an error. And I had recorded almost the whole thing. So it, this is going to be a, let's call it the remix. Uh, maybe it's going to be a smoother version of what was supposed to be before. If I sound like I've read this before or said things, it might be because I have. <laughs> uh, and I'm only saying this to fill up space because I rambled in the other one. And uh, yeah, we're just going to get through this. So, um and this is my third time saying this, but I have to really drum up some emotional inspiration because the first one was impassioned, second one was even better. And I don't know if I have in it, it in me this time to do it. So I just wanted to say, I read a quote that I, someone shared on LinkedIn. Uh, I've, I've read this quote many times. I used to have it pinned actually in my home uh, or actually in my apartment when I was first starting out in the gaming industry, but here it is. To create a new standard, you have to be up for that challenge and really enjoy it. And that's from Miyamoto. And that's something that I relate to all the time. The reason why I had it pinned is because if anyone's felt a little different, if anyone has uh, had ideas that colored outside the lines a little bit, um, personally and professionally, that's something that we can really really stand by. And a lot of his creative came out because uh, he he's always been up for that challenge, it seems. Um, if you read his, the Iwata Speaks book, he talks about the challenges he faced and what he's tried to overcome a little bit as he related to his relationship with Iwata and how Iwata's helped him overcome those challenges and so on and so forth. I know, I'm, a, I'm an exhausting person, but I really feel like that is how we work over here at Robot Cash. Um, I, this is one of the most rewarding uh, workplaces and... Um, group of people that I've had the pleasure to be around and uh, I feel I feel not I feel brain no work good every day because uh, there's so many talented and so many smart people um, doing what they do and I've mentioned this before but uh, when we are doing something like robot cash where we're adding functionality like mining 2.0 we're allowing people the ability to buy and resell games and you know we have these free trials which I'll get into a little bit later um, it's, we're trying to do a lot of different things and any one of these is a challenge, but to bring it all together and to uh, kind of figure out how do we package this into a way that is equitable for, you know, gamers and, and uh, game developers alike, it's, it's a challenge. And uh, we're up for that, we're very excited for it. And the, that's the point I wanted to point out a little bit with Robot Cash is that we all really enjoy it, so. I'm rambling a lot here, but that, that's something that really struck me when I read it, and it's something that's kind of resonated over everything I do. Um, it, it's if, you know, competing in games or anything else, if find a challenge and enjoy it, or do something, and then you'll find the challenge in that, in what you can enjoy. Because uh, just always stay curious and always stay hungry. So anyway, Kyle's musings for the week, I guess. <laughs> Uh, speaking of free trial, though, uh, segueing to that, I wanted to share that we have three new free trials up, and um, these are games that are a few years old, 
but I still think they're quality games, and I think they're very much deserving of your attention. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about them here. So, uh, the first one's Do Not Feed the Monkeys, single-player game, hilarious. Definitely give that a shot. Second one is Distrust. Now, this game, like I said, came out a few years back. It's uh, really inspired by The Thing, clearly, the movie. Kurt Russell and all that. Um, Wilford Brimley. It's got them. Uh, this game is isometric. You can play with your friends. It's survival in the cold and like that type of Alaska setting. Uh, you got to avoid creatures. It's fantastic. Uh, we, my brother and I still play it. I, I was actually going to ask him if he wanted to play it next month. It's kind of like, you know, our horror type of thing. So definitely give that a shot. Get some friends together because you only get each account only gets a certain amount of time. They can play the free trial. Get some friends together and play it. Fantastic. <laughs> I was going to say freaking fantastic, but I was realizing that might sound uh, funny, and then my brain just kind of froze. Um, it's one of those days. Forgive me. Uh, Beholder 2 is the other game. So, dystopian game, uh, very much like, you know, obviously 1984-inspired. The Beholder franchise has sold a lot of uh, copies, so go pick that up. Pick it up. You can try it for free. So, yeah, that's... Free Trial is um, not a demo, obviously. Demos are the a separate build of the game they sometimes take away resources from the final build of the game um free trials are you get to try the finished product for a set level of time and to reiterate once again we can do that with any games so anything you want tell them tell you know bethesda or whoever it may be wink wink nudge nudge go tell them that we can bring their games over to robot cash and then uh offer a free trial to consumers so because who doesn't want to try before they buy right like wouldn't we do that with every game if we could obviously there are some that we don't need to do that but what's your game what's your game that you you buy no matter what what's what, is it from a company is it uh, a certain franchise is it in a genre let me know it's a curious one i got mine it's fighting games always fighting games and tower defense usually Tower defense, fighting games. It used to be artsy platformers. Remember those? Like when, when they had their heyday in the, I think the Xbox Live arcade days, maybe even before, but they've always been around. If you really want to get into it, you could say Prince of Persia was an artsy platformer. But there was this like certain breed of left to right artsy platformers that had like very simple mechanics, but they would tell these deep, meaningful in, uh, stories inside. I think is one of them. Limbo is probably the one that people think about a lot. Um, I really don't know if I'd put Braid in that category. That's tough because it has a little bit more going on with it. But yeah, let me know if you have that. Well, moving on a little bit. Um, oh, here's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, they, they took it down. Really? Oh, they did. Um, I think I have to open another tab. Bear with me really quick. It was a most disturbing game you've played, and that was in our gaming. I wonder why that was taken down weird um but like what i kind of said in the other <laughs> podcast recording was essentially we all play a lot of horror games horror games uh big fan of them triple a love what dread x is doing um and how they grew um you know doing ps1 style graphics games i think horror has certainly evolved i love even though we we older gamers make fun of five nights at freddy's i love that young younger people are enjoying horror in a way that works for them and that's exciting. And, you know, what, side note here, what are those kids going to create when they get older? When, when the Five Nights at Freddy's kids become game designers, or maybe they are, that's going to be an interesting time to be a gamer. Um, 
but on the subject of disturbing games, the one that really uns was unsettling to me was This War of Mine, and it was so hard for me to get through, and so well written, and with so much care placed into you know the experience and the, and the choices you have to make that it was just too hard for me and there was this having to do tough things in that scenario i really couldn't negotiate in a way that i don't know was enjoyable at the time i guess and, and that we could you know nitpick wording here like was it is it meant to be enjoyable that type but uh i think that's one of those games that if i could put in a pile of like 10 games that everyone should play. I think that actually might be one of them just for the way that it evoked emotions in other people. So yeah, um, that was mine. What's your disturbing game? Would love to find out. Uh, is it zombie games like my wife? She, she can't play any games where things will chase after you. So that limits it. But if she's empowered, the more she's empowered, the more she wants to do that. But like, Daisy or uh, Seven Days to Die absolutely f refuses, even though she'd love the crafting mechanics. So, yeah, I would love to hear what yours are, your disturbing games. Now, there was another thing I wanted to share, too. We're going to get into some news every week. We'll talk about things. What's an underrated PC game that deserves a sequel? I know, lots of, like, questions to you, but uh, the, the image they posted was of Mad Max, and that was a game that, oh, I got to work on it a little bit on the marketing and social side, very, very lightly, but I played that one to death. That was lovely. Oh, and I don't know if I mentioned this, um, but as I mentioned it in the other ones, I saw a gaming news site. I'm going to try really be calm about this. I saw a gaming news site, and it um, posted about a leak. Now, the major leak happened in the gaming industry. And what it was uh, to perpetuate things. Um, but I want to say two things about it really, really, really quick. So first of all is that uh, if documents were leaked, let's just say, at 11.59 that were hot off the presses, 11.59 p.m. And then at 12.01 a.m., the another doc or email or something came out that completely negated everything that that document that well put together document said that wouldn't necessarily be outside the norm for the video game industry and what i'm getting at is anything that is leaked or seems like it's set in stone isn't uh the farther things go out into the future um the less likely they will be exactly that uh, even if things have budget approved for them, that budget can be taken away. So, and this relates to the second thing, um, don't get emotional about this, about any of the, don't get emotional about a lot of leaks that you see because the odds of it being true or being the complete story or even relevant to when, to today, um, you start to get more variables in there. And so I wouldn't take it as a gospel. And I wouldn't get too frazzled about this. I wouldn't start um, adding any toxicity online. Um, but I just wanted to say that on with that leak, the second bit of uh, news that I saw on that page. So was, the, the page was covered, this gaming news site. Entire thing. 
front page of just the leak and little snippets from the leak and you know how can we leverage that for clicks uh the next the only other article i saw was an exploit for starfield to get nine million credits and how you, it's repeatable or something like that so i was a little frustrated with certain parts of the industry and this isn't anti-gaming journalism it's not anti-writing um it's you know we can get into a larger commentary about the state of the industry uh, people got to eat things happen but i feel very lucky to have a strong community that shares you know these types of values of not leaking of being very mindful of the artistry of every of gamers of, you know of the gaming industry and all that and uh i'm happy that we're building out our own corner of the internet together so thank you for that but uh yeah recording this talking to you about it it's just I was like, that makes me mad, but I can talk to this community and we can have a solid back and forth about what it means to be a, a better embodiment, I guess, or uh, something that is uh, reflective of a better industry, right? <laughs> winking. I'm, if, I, if you can see me, I'm winking at you. We're, we're trying. We're trying. So anyway, that's about the podcast. I've been rambling on long enough. It's a long week over here at Robot Cash. We're doing some planning. We're prepping for a lot of different types of things. I wish I could get into it a little bit more. Um, maybe we will in the future. Um, but I'm really excited to talk about things when they do come out. That's why I was excited about uh, the free trials. So please uh, engage with those a little bit if you can. Give me some feedback. Uh, if you have any problems with that, please let us know in our Discord. Uh, write up a ticket. Email us. Whatever you want to do. We will be there. We will help you fix these problems. Uh, we get together every week and discuss, you know, what are the top bugs. So.